This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. You're listening to Trek FM. Welcome listeners to another cup of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the next generation. I'm your host, Amy Nelson, and joined with me today are Justin Ozer and Richard Marquez. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. Wow, we've made it into July. Can you believe that? I know. It's summer's here, definitely. Although for the listeners, they've already heard an episode in July, but for us as we record, it's July 1st. (laughs) Yes, it is. And Richard, how about yourself? Climbing any mountains recently? Uh, Yes, I climbed Mount Beerstead uh, yesterday, actually. So um, it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, uh, the view was great. Awesome. I'm impressed what you're doing. I know. <laughs> seriously. That's awesome. I got like 87 more to go. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's only a few mountains in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to uh, some feedback from our listeners. We had our uh, episode about Kalar. Uh, that's Earl Gray 233. Justin, why don't you re- start us off? Yeah, so Wes Huntington says, great discussion about this much-beloved character, even though she was in only two episodes. She could have reappeared on Deep Space Nine as her mirror universe counterpart. Golden opportunity missed with that character. Since the Klingons rule supreme in the time of Deep Space Nine in the mirror universe, that would have made a fascinating character. Any parallel universe story in TNG or DS9 would have brought ample opportunities for a reappearance of Kalar. Thank you for that comment, Wes. And that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. Mirror Kalar. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Any, like he says, any parallel universe, bring her back. She was awesome. Kay Fix said, when I got my first four chickens almost two years ago, I realized quickly that they seem to have a lot in common with Klingons. I therefore need my alpha, is it Grilka? Grilka. Yeah. yeah. But my uh, prettiest hen uh, was named Kalar. You know, you guys, you guys have been like my feed has been like blown up by that whole entire conversation about chickens and everything. I know. I'm like, well, <laughs> we went back and forth about chicken names, didn't we? Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> we've got Christopher Lutz who was posting pictures too and has chickens himself and <laughs> great name suggestions. And Kay has a chicken named Deanna for Troy, so that's awesome too. And Johnson Lay says, thanks for the discussion. While Kalar's death might have been born out of dramatic necessity, it occurred to me that it was especially upsetting because we could see so much potential in her as a character. 
Whenever I hear about someone killed in a crime, it it saddens me to think of all that that person could have been. Very true. The potential that is lost there hits, hits, hit, hits home. Yeah, absolutely. And we did talk a lot about the potential of Kaylar, didn't we? What might we have did. been. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, listeners, we did get a wonderful email from Jeff Stone. Justin, why don't you read that for us? Yeah, this is from Jeff Stone. He says Kansas City. Not sure whether that's Kansas City, Kansas, or Missouri. He might have to tell us, but... I'm going there! <laughs> to, to which one? Kansas City, Missouri? Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jeff says, Hi, guys. Some praise and a couple comments. I think the three of you have taken Earl Grey to its peak. This is the best the show has been, and I look forward to listening. In regard to Amy's thought of Troy being Picard's counselor first and then the crew, I hadn't thought of this. Makes sense on screen and in theory. I'm a school counselor, and the American School Counseling Association (coughs) recommends the student-counselor ratio to be 250 to 1. This never happens, lol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Troy may need some help with the big E having 1,000 people. Finally, I wanted to thank Richard for sharing his personal thoughts, especially on his time in the military and what biases and potential prejudices can come of being in a situation that so few of us can understand. Richard, it's clear that what you share, military, fatherhood, etc., is not always easy for you, and I salute your willingness to do so. It shows your strengths and your level of self-reflection. I find that inspiring. Justin, your recent comments on your father and your childhood show the same. You often have deep reflections in the show, and I love what you have added to Earl Grey. You seem like a genuinely good dude. Amy, I can relate to so much of your student-slash-school talk. I'm at the elementary level, but so much of it is the same. Keep it up. We're listening out here. Thank you so much, Jeff. We were really moved by your email. Uh, such such kind comments and praise, and oh my goodness, it just makes us feel so good that, that people appreciate what we do. So thank you so much for, um, for your email. Uh, I know you took some time to give us some feedback out of your busy day, and we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for that email. Uh, I, I know we all uh, personally uh, responded back to you and everything, but um, we, can, we can't say thank you enough for um, that kind email. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. And when we got it, I was like instantly messaging Justin and Richard, check out this email. It was so nice <laughs> and just so good to hear from our listeners and really do appreciate uh, your kind words. It, it really means a lot to us. All right. Well, on to today's discussion. Very excited. Um, We are going to be giving some hints and tips about Star Trek Las Vegas. Now, uh, all of us have attended this, so we're going to give our little personal perspectives and some information that uh, maybe you listeners would be interested in hearing. Uh, And We're going to try and persuade you to join us this year. If not this year, then maybe next year at Star Trek Las Vegas. So, uh, Justin, give us a little history about uh, your first time at Star Trek Las Vegas and what led you to come. Well, uh, my very first time was last year in 2017. Uh, Actually, the first time I'd really been to a con of any kind. (laughs) So kind of going into the deep end because there's just thousands of people there. And I think, you know, what the motivation was is over the, the years, I've uh, just gotten more and more into into Star Trek, and this seemed like a really great 
gathering of people where you can just have wall-to-wall Star Trek for five days. Uh, and I just look forward to, to seeing that. And I think, is that the first time I met you in person, Amy, was there? Yeah. Yep, so you get to meet was. people in person you've only talked to online or in a podcast, which is awesome. And there's just a great sense of community, lots of great events and things going on. So I just had to do it and I'll be coming back this year. And I hope during this show we can share stories from our experience as well, because even if someone might not be going or considering it right now, hopefully they'll just enjoy us talking about what our experience has been like. Yes. And Richard, uh, give us your history with uh, the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Well, um, and actually, I went to the 50th anniversary, so that was two years ago, and um, it was actually the first time I met Amy uh, before she became part of the network. <laughs> yes, I was just an Uber fan back then. You were. <laughs> uh, and that was before me being Earl Grey, of course, so at that time, I was the pr- uh, production manager, or still is. <laughs> yeah. But like... Um, but like uh, it, it, it just happened to be it. It ran into like a, a convenient like part of my schedule. Um, before that, I've I've already been to like I, th- I think it was like six cons already before I even got to Star Trek Las Vegas. Now I'm at seventeen, so wow. I've been to quite a bit. Um, small one, big ones, you know. <laughs> but like uh, definitely, um, a, a friend of mine was actually getting married in uh, Orange County. Funny enough, the same the weekend of. Uh, Star Trek Las Vegas, and or at least he changed it to Star Trek Las Vegas, and we were like, okay, well, we'll just pop by Star Trek Las Vegas on, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday, and then we left, and uh, for, you know, and funny enough, we turned it into a Star Trek trip because we went to uh, Vasquez Rock. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was even better. So, uh, and then my, my daughter was there for vacation visiting her California family. So we just picked her up and, and all went to the wedding. So it was a good, it was a good trip all around. <laughs> so, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, even though I was um, belligerently drunk the last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no thanks. No that's, thanks. That's quite a description. Well, I was. Oh, God. You don't even want to know what I left for the housekeeper. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But, like, no, it was, like, it was the James C. Kirk's. It was that blue and yellow um, drink, and it had whipped cream on top. Freaking Zach loved them. And I was kept like, ordering. Oh they were like everywhere on the table. It's like, whose drink is this? Is this my drink? I think drink? I had like seven drink? of them. I know. <laughs> so, so, and they were they were in small drinks. They were pretty big. <laughs> so, so regardless, I had a great time. <laughs> and what can we do to convince you to come again so I can actually meet you in person? Since I wasn't there two years ago. <laughs> Uh, well, this year I can't obviously because I'm going to Atlanta. So yep. I, no, we're actually going. No, we're going to Ohio and then Atlanta. So yeah, unfortunately, not this year. But there's next year. <laughs> there, there is next, next year, year. Maybe next year. Yes. Well, I started as listeners uh, may or may not know. I live here in Las Vegas, so it is pretty convenient for me to attend. And my first convention was six years ago. Um, but I only did one day. I had just recently discovered, now I don't even think I had discovered Trek FM back then, but I had heard about uh, Star Trek Las Vegas, and I was like, what is this thing? And so I just went for one day. Um, I got a Saturday, 
And listeners, I'm pretty shy. And so I just sort of stayed to myself and walked around. And Richard's laughing like, Amy, shy? (laughs) Pretty shy, my butt. (laughs) You get a J.T. Kirkener and she's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So just walking around, keeping to myself. I barely spoke to anyone. I was just in awe, just soaking it all in. And after that one day experience, I was like, well, this is pretty awesome. So I went back and uh, I, the following year and got a copper package, um, which we'll talk about. Um, And that was awesome. I just went by myself again, just soaking in everything, trying to understand what this whole convention thing is completely by myself. And then for, then I had listened to, I had found Trek FM so for the 50th, uh, I, uh, again, renewed my uh, copper package and uh, just, I was Uber Trek FM fan and there were so many hosts there. It was so awesome. Met so many amazing people from Trek FM and uh, then last year met Justin for the first time and that was the uh, TNG 30th. So for sure had to go there. But by that time I didn't feel the need to get a copper because now I was going to see all my friends. And so then I got the general admission ticket uh, for the weekend. And then this year I am also getting the general admission uh, weekend ticket. So Listeners, let's um, let's go through the ticket options that they have. Um, the gold, unfortunately, is sold out. So, um, but that's the one that has your reserved seat in the main. Uh, what's that called? I say the, the main, main hall, like convention yeah. center, whatever you want to call the, it, yeah. or meeting yeah, hall. Yeah, where all the panels are and stuff like that. Well, the big panels. The big panels. Y- yeah, 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 not the not all of them. Yeah, that's true. So you get a reserve seat, you get photo ops, you get uh, dinner. I don't know if it get... includes photo ops, but it includes autographs, right? You... I thought you got preference on uh, photo ops. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like a speed pass yeah. or something like that? So, yeah, first yeah. come. No, you do. I think you get to pick two. Anyways, it, it doesn't matter because they're sold out, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, for future years, people For may future reference, yeah. No, I think you do get uh, two... I really thought maybe photo ops, autographs, and uh, then you get the concert that Saturday night, the Nevada Pops uh, concert, and that's great. Um, so then they have the captain's chair, and if you would like to go, that's $869, and that you get your reserved seat a little bit further back in the, uh, in the main room there. Um, you get... So remember, these are all five days. Yes. It's a five days or four days. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It is a five-day package, yeah. Yep. Um, You get your Friday night dinner party, and there's live entertainment there, Joe Piscopo show. Um, The Saturday night gala, there's a dance party um, Saturday night, um, and you get the uh, collector's coin, which I forgot uh, that you get that, and you get that with the gold as well. Uh, you get a Trek treat card, and that gets <laughs> you some free gifts and bonuses in the vendor rooms. Hmm. Uh, you get 
laminated. A special colored wristband. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And a collective laminated credentials. Oh. Yeah. So that gets I still have you... my credentials from last year, so they are collectible. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then everything else you get in there. Just like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the captain's chair again, eight hundred and sixty nine dollars. So if you are shy and this is your first time going here, that might not be your uh, might not be the package you want to go with. <laughs> yeah, unless there's you, unless a you lot aren't. involved. <laughs> You're in, right, exactly. Yeah. So the copper, which is the one that I started with when I went all five days, um, and it wasn't this much when I got it. The prices have really hiked up, unfortunately. Uh, but they copper is available. It's four hundred and sixty nine dollars. Again, for all five days, you get your reserved seating again further back. Um, so you've got a lot of people in front of you, and basically, by the time you're at copper, you're basically watching the big screen. It's just you're so far back. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of another reason where it's like I'm watching the screen anyway, so it doesn't matter where I am in the seating. So I. Anyway, unless you get gold, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get admission into everything: your special color-coded wristbands, the gold coin. Uh, wit, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, your, you <laughs> okay. do get admission to the Saturday night g- g- gala. Sorry. Woohoo! And yeah, so that's about what you get with the copper. So the general admission, and again, this is the one that I did. Again, just because having that assigned seat, I just wasn't in uh, the auditorium as much. I was out visiting with friends, so I felt like general admission was good, good enough. It's all five uh, days entrance, Mm -hmm. and that's about all you get. (laughs) I make a comment about all this. Yes. (laughs) Because I know you were saying like you got the copper, and then you were like, oh, I'm just spending all my time with friends, and I'm going to go to the the general admission. So I got the copper uh, last year, and it was kind of like that. You had to watch the screen. I actually decided to upgrade to gold this year because I wanted (gasps) to be closer. Um, Nice. So... Well, and the reason for that, I, I know a lot of people say that, you know, you're you're there to see your friends, and that's true. But at the same time, I love seeing the panels as well. So I like having uh, a, a nice seat. So I'm actually upgrading so we can be a little closer. But So it's up to, like, whatever your preference is. It oh, could go yeah. either way. So you're going to be like Norman, and he's going to be in the panels, because he was in the panels all the whole time, almost the whole entire time. Well, no, I wouldn't be there the whole time, but but like last year, I probably went to like in the big hall at least a couple a day, and then in the secondary hall at least a couple a day, something like that, and there are photo ops and autographs and stuff like that. Um, So I don't know, maybe the composition will be different, but for some of the things that that I want to see for the the panels, I like the idea of having a, yes, it's more expensive, thankfully you had a, a little bit to do that, but um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll let you know yeah. afterwards. But yeah, I, and I was just sharing. Yeah, what's good for me? I mean, this will be my seventh year, so seeing the panels sometimes they get a little repetitive. You've probably seen just about everybody. The same stories. Yeah, I, I thankfully have. So well, not everyone, yeah. but you but, know those. But who I, have like come. Th- there were certain ones I went to, but other ones I missed because things were going on at the same time, or I had other yes. things. So part of it is I'm going <laughs> to see some of the people I didn't actually see last year. So yeah, um, and so. Also with the general admission, like you, so you don't get the commemorative coin, but you can buy it. So I, since I had my copper for two years 
And I bought it last year because I wanted to continue my collection. So don't worry. You, you the commemorative coin the is comb. cool, but it's not like I it look is. at it every day. <laughs> it's I like it. I like it too, I make though. sure to buy they it. I had a nice TNG one last year. They'll probably hopefully have a DS9 one this year for yeah. the 25th. Yeah, and uh, again, the general admission doesn't have the Saturday night uh, concert, but again, you can buy that as an as an add on. So for me, like with general admission, when I, if I buy the coin and the gala, it's still cheaper than the overall ticket price. So just just some things to to look at that. Um, so. Then you have your, if you just want to go for a single day, uh, those ticket prices, um, Wednesday and Thursday are $65 on Friday. It goes up to 75 and Saturday's the big cosplay day. And that's where probably, um, the best panels are. Um, and that's $85 and then Sunday it goes back down to $75. And uh, then you have your autographs. I looked at the prices. They range from 25 to 100 And a lot of the autographs, uh, the, the actors are sitting in the vendor room, and so you can just go up and pay them cash. You really do need to have cash for that um, and get their autographs, and you can talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. They're very nice. It's great talking to everyone. Do you guys get a lot of photo ops anymore? I like I I got I got a number of them last year. I actually just got one this year. So I don't yeah. know. It, but like the, also another thing about the photo ops and and the autographs, there are some that you can get in advance, but there's a handling fee for that. So if it's not somebody that's going to sell out, you may just want to buy it there and avoid that fee. Yeah. So but Yeah, I've never gotten a photo op. Never? So you don't want to never... have a photo op with like Marina Sirtis? Come on. It just it's just not my thing. <laughs> okay. I just don't care about it. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> have enjoyed talking to her. Like okay. those memories. Yeah. I have a picture with her, but it's not a photo op. And uh, honestly, I, I actually think it's a better picture, to be quite honest, because it's it seems more personal. Because we, we did it on my phone, obviously. Yeah. Um, it, That's and true. I actually like I, I like the whole selfie thing. Yeah, I really do like those pictures more than the professional ones, to be quite honest. Unless it's something big, like yeah. well, the, like uh, yeah. And the, and the other thing about the photo ops the, is that. You know, you're in this room, you're in line, they hustle you through, you have like a couple seconds, next, 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 next. <clears throat> but if you're at a table getting an autograph, depending on what's going on, but a lot of times you can talk to them for a little bit. If it's a selfie, you can have that picture taken there. They can tell you some stories. This wasn't at Star Trek Las Vegas, but I was at El Paso Comic Con a few months ago and saw Marina Sirtis and got to talk to her for like 10 minutes. And she told this amazing story, which I cannot tell here because it's reasons but um like sometimes you'll get like really great stories or other things if you stop by the table so just be aware if the photo op looks cool but a few seconds and it's like next 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 you don't yep. really get any time with them <laughs> like herd like cattle or something like that bit, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and and they are you know more composed with the blue background generally yeah. um and those prices are 40 to 100 and with the mode being 60 dollars and for my non oh a math term mathematical <laughs> people that's the most occurring price so sixty dollars is what most of them charge but the range is forty up to a hundred but yeah like when you're in the vendor room you can you know they'll do selfies and you just pay them you know twenty bucks twenty five bucks something like that I, I love some of these group photos it 
it just it I don't know. It just screams like a commercial like Kate Mulgrew, w- uh, William Shatner and you. For <laughs> $199. Uh, uh only on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I just love some of these uh some of these like uh like group packages are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you could read them like a uh like your infomercial or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I, I've only got a handful of them, and you know, they're not. It, it's not many. I mean, but I, I really do love the the selfie sort of. Uh, yeah, sort of I, thing. like I and did plus, that at like El Paso Comic Con, and I really enjoyed it. I got like a little yeah. selfie with, and and when we say selfie, I mean, may, I don't know, maybe it's different at STLV, but it wasn't really like, oh, just hold up your phone, and they would actually like have an assistant at the table, like compose the mm-hmm. photo on your cell phone. And I, I, I actually liked that more. I got one with Jonathan Frakes and one with Marina Sirtis, and it was just very cool. And it yeah. cost less than being herded through the cattle line. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly. a good tip, listeners. Yep. And then on top of that, you don't have to stay. You don't have to stay in line uh, for those professional photos, but they do go quick. But still, you yeah. wouldn't have to stay in line. <laughs> no, it's amazing. They, they, you know, you'll have like I don't know how many people it is. Maybe it's like fifty, seventy-five, or a hundred, and they'll hustle them through in like ten minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this, like when we went to Salt Lake City, uh, they, they were really efficient on how they did theirs. I mean, when Denver, uh, the first couple of years, it was very rough and, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. But once they figured it out, that was it. It's really efficient how they do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, staying at Star Trek Las Vegas, it is in the Rio Hotel and Casino Convention Center. So I believe most people stay at the Rio. Um, and yes. now, even though I live here, I still get a room at the Rio because it's so much fun just being there. It's my little staycation. Um, you're there till all hours of the night and you can just go up to your room um, and not miss a single moment. Yeah, let me well, say... not all. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say something else about that because, yeah, you could stay at a, another hotel like the Gold Coast or something like that. But when I think about this, I think about a graphic that I saw recently that showed the Earth, Vegas, and the sun. And Vegas was really close to the sun compared to the Earth. It is hot, hot, hot outside in August. So, like, I stayed at the Rio last year. I'll be doing that this year because I don't want to, like, stay at another hotel and, like, walk there. And even in the morning, it can be hot. So, just something yeah. to think about. Listeners, it, we do get quite warm here. It's 110 degrees generally around that time, at, which is 43 degrees Celsius for our mm. non-Fahrenheit listeners. Oh, that ain't no thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, however, like paradoxically, inside when you're at the convention, it can be cold. So uh, hot outside, but take you know a, a sweater or a jacket because it it feels like. You know, if you're saying it's 110 Fahrenheit and uh, what was that, 43 Celsius, it's probably Mm -hmm. something like, um, you know, 68 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that, which is, wait, let me, and it's, it's a blowing, it's a blowing freaking 68 degrees. Yeah, Yeah. it kind of blows at you. So just just know it's hot outside, but you know, I don't think I even went outside in five days. So I would just pack up for the cold stuff inside. I had to go outside to warm up because, (laughs) listeners, I was freezing the whole time. Thankfully, I had a little Star Trek, you know, jacket. But But cosplay is supposed to keep you warm, right? No. (laughs) No, I guess it depends on the cosplay. Well, if you are in cosplay, yeah, that would be great for you. 
no, no, I was cold. cold the whole time. Okay. I carried around a blanket and my jacket. Um, yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Did you wear a parka too? <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a, and a uh, scarf too? <laughs> well, I have my um, the fleece zipper. What's it called? Snuggy. But I got it from the Star Trek when they did the concert tour uh, for the 50th. Okay. What's that? Anyways. So I wear that because it's still Star Trekky. And yeah, but yeah, I was cold. But yeah, the other option is to stay at the Gold Coast. It is a little bit cheaper. It's directly across the street. Um, it's mm-hmm. right next to the Rio. Um, but again, it's far away because you have to walk all the way to the convention center, which is at the back of the Rio. But um, I'm seeing a lot more people staying at the Gold Coast, mm. less lines for breakfast. Um, they have a nice buffet there that's doable. It's not the best. But <laughs> yeah. It's doable. <laughs> well, I, I guess the other thing is like it's a lot of walking, even if you're just staying within the Rio just to get down there. Mm-hmm. So in addition, also walking across the street uh, just adds to it. But it's, yeah. it's totally an option if you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, we stayed at the Rio too. And yeah, I, didn't, I, I mean, I don't mind yeah. walking. And it I felt mean, like from my hotel room down to, you know, like the main theater, it felt like a mile. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Walking those halls to get to the convention center. And there's two towers. One of them right. uh, is a little bit closer while the other one's further away. I've stayed in both of the towers. I can't decide which one I like best, but yeah. All right. Well, on to the panels, the vendor room, and events and parties that are happening over the weekend. Uh, so, as we know, this is Deep Space Nine's 25th, so they are having a Deep Space Nine panel, which should be awesome. They've been together before. I've seen them together, but uh, we are yeah, seeing them. They're great together. Likely won't see Avery Brooks, but we've got other people like Anon Visitor and, and the others. So that'll be great. Amy, are there TNG things you'll be looking forward to? I know we had the 30th last year, but... Oh my gosh, was that just not amazing? Okay, so (laughs) the Rio... Well, the creation is the company who sets these up. And so for the 30th, they had these big uh, banners hanging in the hall with the individual characters of Next Gen. And so I'm looking forward. They should have that as well for the DS9. Um, Yeah. well, and also, I mean, I don't know if it makes sense to mention it here, but the TNG people that will be there. So what they have confirmed so far is Brent Spiner, Marina Sirtis, Michael Dorn, LeVar Burton, Gates McFadden, Jonathan Frakes. So a lot of the regulars. One that's missing there is Patrick Stewart, who was there last year, but he, I think he comes every other year or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. The usual. Yeah. 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 But let's hope that Frakes is there because he... <laughs> at the last minute had like a canceled oh, flight <laughs> yeah there was he tried he did he really try did. it was like yeah he's coming oh no he's not coming oh no he's gonna be able to get another flight oh no he's not coming so it was like yeah we were getting updates ride. through I mean, the whole time yeah. and i was kind of disappointed thankfully I, as i said i saw him at el paso comic-con so i've got my like you know little injection of freaks but yeah. <laughs> for those that couldn't see him last year hopefully he'll make it this year because He's great, and he's really great on these on these panels with the other TNG uh, uh, celebrities. And uh, whenever you get two or more of them together, it's such oh a fun my gosh. time. <laughs> such a fun they time. They are the best. And you know what? If Patrick Stewart isn't there, it's okay because Brent Spiner 
does a spot on Patrick Stewart impression. Is it a spot on as Dwight Schultz in the interview that we had with him? (laughs) 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 But yeah, Yeah, he has a pretty pretty good uh, uh, Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And every time Marina's on stage, it's a hoot. Like, yeah, I love it. Looks like we also have Denise Crosby and Mm -hmm. Cole Meany. I don't know if he was there last year, was he? I don't know if he was, but anyway, no, that'll right. be cool. Hear him yeah. talk about both TNG and DS9 stuff. So, is John Delancey on the list? I think he, he is. Too. Yeah, yeah, he will be there, and uh, and he's pretty fun too. So, yeah, a lot of TNG people, but you know, of course, lots of people from all iterations of of Star Trek, yes. which is great. So, yeah. So some of the events, um, I'm just going to read them and then let me know if you had attended them or know about them. So there's the dinner parties, like I said, for the gold and the captains. Um, the well, I Nevada guess I'm going to go to that for the first time this year because I didn't have Yes, that you year. are. <laughs> when is that? Friday night? That's Friday night. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what it's like. Uh-huh. And the Nevada Pops was the concert on Saturday night for the gala, so you'll be going to that. Yes, and it is so special this year because it's so special. Michael Giacchino is going to be conducting music from um, the Kelvin Star Trek movies, but we're also going to get Jeff Russo, who yes. uh, with a world premiere of uh, Discovery. I don't think it's new music, but it's a world premiere like orchestral performance of the Discovery music for the public, which is really exciting. So that's going to happen at the. At the gala, and it's included in what the copper and above. But if you mm-hmm. have general admission, you have to pay fifty dollars. But yeah. heck, I think for worth that it. performance, it's well worth it. <laughs> yeah, and if you listeners haven't listened to uh, the recent melodic trek with the interview with Jeff Russo, it's great, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to go in part because of that interview. And and he sounds amazing and so talented. And I love like the when music he... he's done on Discovery. I know. And like, if you listened, spoiler alert, uh, he said that it just, he sat down and wrote the Star Trek Discovery and there was just only a few little changes he made to it. But yeah, the theme, it just came to him. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so talented. (laughs) And I love Michael Giacchino's music too. So that's going to be a real thrill to see both of them at that gala. So yeah. And I went to London because of that, because I went to the Royal Albert Hall and listened to the live orchestra while they were showing the movie for uh, yeah. 09. But it wasn't beyond. Michael Giacchino there, right? No, we did have Simon Pegg who introduced oh, cool. it. cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is going to, uh, listeners, I think that will be the recent episode of Primitive Culture um, where I met up with the host there and we did a live recording there at the concert hall so that hasn't come out yet right it will by the time this drops okay yeah all right so some other things um the deforest kelly theater that's the secondary theater uh that is not reserved seats um so it's just go in first come first serve and they've got uh, different panels and interviews and stuff going on the whole time. Yeah, and there's lots of great stuff there. I mean, I think sometimes people might just go to the main hall, but there's lots of great stuff in that secondary hall. And some of it is kind of like more in-depth stuff. Like I think they would have things yes. like Michael and Denise Akuda talking about the design aesthetic that they had for the Next Generation era and authors talking about novels and like things I found a lot of those really cool and it's a more intimate setting it's not like this huge hall with thousands of people maybe you could fit a few hundred people in there maybe yeah it's probably less but it's a more intimate setting it's easier for you to line up and ask a question and there's some really great like insights and deep dives into into 
Trek stuff. So I definitely recommend that because anybody can just go in and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they have like trivia there sometimes too. And the mission log yeah. does their. Oh, that's right. They, I think they did like live, a live broadcast. broadcast there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, for the 50th, um, again, I wasn't a host, but I went up and asked a question and then I heard myself on their, <laughs> on their podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> Anyways, oh, and like I said, of, I was an Uber fan back then. Speaking of questions. So last year I had the opportunity in the main hall, I think it was for the TNG panel to go up and ask a question. I think it was a Patrick Stewart and to mention Earl Grey in front of like all the people. And now like there are recordings of these panels. So you can see it on YouTube, like me asking my question and mentioning Earl Grey. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That was like an exciting moment for me. So, yes. But Richard, like tell us about like any experience you've had with, you know, panels or these events or did you go to any of those events when you were there? You know, the only panel I went to was uh, the Whoopi Goldberg one. Mm. Oh man, I'm, and that I'm was so it. sad that I missed that because she was there two years ago, but she wasn't there last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was her first one too. Yeah, um, well, well, I mean, what yes, was what was. was that like? Because that was like the first real like Star Trek con she'd ever gone to, right? Yep, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it, it was all right. <laughs> oh really? There weren't any I mean, life changing stories. No, <laughs> Whoopi's pretty political. Oh, is that what it is? Let's not go into that. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, but did like, she talk um, about like her experience on the show? And well, it it, like? she didn't talk about she didn't talk about anything political. I, I just want to uh, just put uh, put that out right there. Um, it was it was a lot of you, one one thing I I really uh, one thing that really kills me about the whole like all the DVDs and all that kind of stuff and all the specials and all that you you hear the same things over and over and over and over again, and it's kind of like. Her previous interviews that she's had um, talking about TNG and, you know, of course, she told the story of how she became or, you know, Guinan and being friends with LeVar Burton, obviously. Um, Watching Nichelle Nichols. And- right. right. I know exactly. We've heard these stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard it all. I mean, it, 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 I guess you could call me a spoil fan or we could we could all be considered spoil fans. But at the same time, you know, it's great. It, it really is. I mean, there wasn't really anything. Okay. And, monumental and I, and I guess it can depend because like i saw the the tng panel uh last year at stlv and there were certain stories they told some of which i'd heard before and some of which i hadn't and then i saw them at you know again a smaller convention at el paso comic-con although i think it was just brent spiner marina Sirtis, and jonathan frakes but they told some like completely different stories and there was all this like cool banter so for some of them especially like i think the tng uh stars you will get something different i think from that experience, well i mean it, it Right, exactly, and you know it's going to happen. It, it it is. It's it's absolutely going to happen. I mean, and that really, I'm not a panel kind of person. Um, I mean, I like. I, I mean, I went to some of them, and I think, uh, how far did we get? I think we got to like row ten, uh, because no one was there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, they they were panning over the crowd, and they they didn't want like empty seats sort of thing. And there was a lot of people that weren't there. I can't remember what it was. I think yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg one was empty, was near empty. I should really? say that's kind of surprising. oh yeah, yeah. Everyone, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, maybe I don't know. I really don't know why. <laughs> but like, yeah. um, there were several other panels that I've gone to. Obviously, a good majority of the um, of the um, general mission was empty because uh, obviously everyone else was you know at the vendors doing. And sometimes there's things at the secondary hall and other things that are going on. Well, and plus, a lot of people, if you've got a high photo op, 
Like there's lines and lines. Yeah. And so you you sort of walk through the halls and it's like, oh, what's this line? What am I missing out? Oh, it's <laughs> right. just a photo op, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if Patrick Stewart or William Shatner, or George Takei was, you know, having a photo op, then you've oh, got a emptier. lot of people yeah, that's in right. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I mean, when, it just depends on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. Whoopi was there, she also did a, a a show at Treasure Island. And so I got the show and, and saw her perform her routine, her act. And it was really cool because uh, Rod Roddenberry was there. And so she brought him up on stage. And so I got to see a little bit more of her Star Trek stories actually at mm-hmm. her at her show. Okay, so that cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I think one other thing we should mention is that for the schedule of these things, they only come out with the actual schedule like five to seven days in advance, something like that, right? So, mm-hmm. I, and it, I I like to plan things, so I'm like, oh, but anyway, yeah. but I know like you're saying, Amy, like the panels aren't as much, but for me, I, I, I do like going to the panels and like to, to plan for those. And sometimes they have special things going on. Like uh, this year, one thing they already announced was, uh, a screening of the DS9 episode Far Beyond the Stars, which is one of my absolute favorite Star Trek episodes. And I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to like seeing it on a bigger screen and yeah. watching it with lots of Star Trek fans. So there yes. are kind of some special events like that that happen too. Yeah, definitely. There's, um, going back to some of the events, there's the costume parade, which happens Saturday at 8 a.m., I'm telling you, 8 a.m. I've missed it every year. It's too early for me. <laughs> that's that's too early. But but th- then there's like a costume contest later, right? Yep, there mm-hmm. is. And mm-hmm. people go all out. It's so amazing to see. It's seriously, seriously awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was I was going to say like for, for the cosplay, uh, you remember Amy last year, there were the two people. One of them was Data and the other was like Troy as a cake and Data with a knife. That was yes. amazing. And they didn't win. I don't think they even placed. I know. <laughs> like what? So yeah, there's some really creative, incredible cosplay yeah. that happens there too. Yeah. They have Klingon karaoke, which I think we went to last yeah, year. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun because you had, at least last year, it was uh, Robert O'Reilly and J.G. Hertzler. And yeah. they were just like, and they're Klingon makeup and singing and having a they're good time. They're there every and, year. Yeah. Uh, and there were some people who were actually singing Klingon, which was cool. So. Oh my gosh, I know, right? <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> um, there's, yeah, trivia contests that are going around. Um, Have you done one of those? No, I haven't. I w- Brandon Shamutella has, and I think he won. Did he really? Two and Zach years too. ago at the 50. Yeah, I, Zach did too. I, I wanted oh, to yeah. do that, but it kept conflicting with something else I wanted to see, or a photo op or something. <laughs> Maybe this Exactly, year. yeah. Cool. Uh, Michael Westmore uh, does, uh, and he's like done all the makeup. He's the main makeup artist for Star Trek, and so he will, on stage you know, transform someone into their character. I haven't seen that yet. Did you see that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. Well, Robert Beltran, that wasn't that big of a deal, but, um, because it was just Chakotay's tattoo, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) (laughs) that was it. Uh, but they did, uh, two years ago, they did, uh, turned him into a Romulan. I don't remember the character. Mm, If it was a character, but just went into a Romulan. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, there's so much. And again, you don't get the schedule until like the very last minute. And then you're like trying, what do I want to see? What can't I miss? And then you got to yeah. give up. Yeah. Certain things. Yeah. 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 So um, 
Let's talk about some of the things that are there to see, like the vendor room, and then they mm -hmm. have displays and the yeah. props. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, the, I, I spent a good amount of time in the vendor's room last year. Probably spent way too much money. Uh, but because there's so much cool stuff there. There's, you know, posters and pins and books and it's all, all kinds. I probably ships and uniforms and like so much interesting stuff. Uh, in in the vendor room, did you have like a favorite thing in the vendor room, Amy? Um, oh my gosh. Um, uh, well, the, getting the Juan Ortiz book was yes. really a highlight. That was great. Um, I really really like that. Um, and then because we were able to walk around and get a lot of the interviews from the actors, secondary mm -hmm. actors, and stuff like that, that was amazing. Yeah. And I'm feeling now, thanks to you, more comfortable in approaching <laughs> and you know, saying hi to these people that, you know, I'm just like, oh, and trying not to be this huge fangirl, but be a regular person. And that's been hard for me in the past. Yeah. but uh, Yeah. And also, I, yeah, I should mention in the vendors room, there are also, um, you know, some of the, uh, the actors who, where you can get an autograph or photo op or talk to them or, or whatever. So uh, that's really great too. And, and I, Let's see, I think last year they even had like a lot of the main TNG people like at one long table in the vendor's yep. room, right? So you could just kind of go through all of it, which is fun. But yeah, mm -hmm. there's lots of great people to like talk to about their experience. Um, I mean, especially if it's not someone that's incredibly well-known or have a long line, but you can talk to them for a while. Like I got to talk to Spencer Garrett for a while last year, he played Simon Tarsus in the drumhead and he was super nice. And he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? I think it was his first time at a, Con, right? It was, yep, yeah, it was. And he was like, and oh, like it's every so great. time we walked by, he'd like he'd say like, hey. hi. I'm like, oh, you remember us? <laughs> and then as we were talking to him, I think like Walter Koenig stopped by, and then they took a picture together, which was cool. So you never know who's going to yes. stop by, which is exactly cool thing about the vendors' room. Yeah, um, but there was I bought the Star Trek Monopoly game. You know, just some weird things. You're like, oh my gosh, look at this. And of course you can get any and every type of Star Trek t-shirt and others. Yes. Um, props, they're there, but they have like for the sets, like they have the city on the edge of forever that. Oh, the guardian arch. of forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The guardian forever, that arch there. Um, they have the, um, transporter, they have a transporter like a TOS yeah. transporter. Yeah. Yep. Um, they had the backdrop with, well, because it was TNG last year, but they had the Borg ship. and They even had like the Borg alcove that where you could take a picture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The alcove, and get, so you can be regenerated. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, and they also had what, the, the like a recreation of the 10 forward set and... Yes, some, and, and the TOS. Yeah. And the TOS The bridge. TOS is there every year. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and what they had last year, and which I think they'll have this year, is also the discovery props. So they yes. had like the captain's chair for you to take a picture in, which we did, which is cool. Yes, we did. Um, and then like all the props, which are so detailed. I think they pretty much have the same props this year, except they'll have an agonizer booth too. <laughs> mm, that's right. Uh, a little afraid of that. But yeah, but there's all kinds of, of cool stuff and like little opportunities like that. I mean, it's just like wall to wall. Star Trek stuff. Oh, and the the Juan Ortiz prints, they had on display his prints from all 170 something episodes and you can like look at them and they had it it was this huge display. I don't know what they might do that's like that this year, but that was very impressive and I spent a lot of it time was. looking at them. So I did too because 
he just had a way of capturing the episode with his yeah. art. Yep. And you'd look at it and you're like, oh, I love this episode. Well, that was me, but. <laughs> you'd say that for every episode. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. So, and sometimes they have different things, but they, I mean, so it's, it's not just about like the panels and the parties and the events and, you know, there's great people to see and people to talk to and displays and things. I mean, you can't possibly do everything there. It's just impossible. Yeah. There's just that much. Now, listeners, there is a certain event that we want to invite you to if you are coming to Star Trek Las Vegas. Um, we are going to have a little get-together, a Star Trek a Trek FM meetup. That's going to be Thursday, uh, Thursday evening at 6.30. Um, we're going to go down to the link area, have dinner, and then ride the high roller, which is the big Ferris wheel that goes around. It what? is the tallest We're riding a Ferris wheel? Yes. Um, I'll watch you guys while you do that. <laughs> Justin, it's... You, okay, listen, if you're afraid of heights, don't be because this thing moves so slow and it's a huge room. All of us can fit in at once and you can stay right in the center. You don't even have to look out. It's completely safe. You don't even know you're moving. It's amazing. Well, you know what? And you'll be there with friends. Maybe, maybe if, if, uh, is there in his, uh, DS9 uniform and he can stand by to fix anything, I would trust him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Amy, for, for that, if, if people want to participate in that, if they haven't already gotten in contact with you, should they, so that you know, to anticipate them? Yes. <laughs> Please let me know. Um, we've got a lot of hosts that are coming. Um, we'll just, mention them real quick to uh, whet your appetite so you can come see us. Uh, obviously, I will be there. Justin will be there this year. We have our standard orbit, the entire All three of them. Crew. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we will have the entire uh, hosts from Literary Treks, Dan yeah. and Bruce, are coming. Uh, so very excited for that. Ooh. Did you convince anybody else since I last heard? <laughs> Um, no, I didn't convince any of the other hosts, um, but that's great. There'll be seven of us. I know we do have some amazing listeners who are going to join us. And so if you don't hear your name and you do want to come again, please, uh, let me know. We've got Chris, uh, both of our Gregs are coming, Thad and Barry and Sumon. And of course, Rosie is coming. Yes. My wife will be there. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Heather is coming and Tim Robertson, uh, Jew is coming, but I don't think he's coming to the Thursday thing. I think he's flying in Friday. So anyways, just let me know listeners. If if people want to let you you know, should, should it just be through Facebook or Twitter? Yes. Yeah. Or on the feed when this drops, just, yeah, let me know or contact me via. Yep. That'll be awesome. And I'll, I'll get you there. So we're going to, yeah, have a nice Trek FM meetup group there. So that's the event that for sure we want everyone to come to. And that's with the dinner that night, right, too? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Just have enough people to take over the whole restaurant. I'm, I know, I've been in contact uh, with Yard House twice, and I keep telling them, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm bringing in this party. And they're like, I said, can I please make a reservation? No, we don't do reservations. And I'm like, mm, I'm still going to get to them and say, mm. we need a reservation. But <laughs> yeah, which brings us to food and what to eat while you're at the convention. Mm. So Richard, 
Where did you eat while you were there the few days that you were there? Uh, I, I think we, when we got, when we landed and got to the hotel, we went to Smashburger and that's actually where I met Rod Roddenberry. Um, anyway, (laughs) in in the middle of there, he looked at me like, like I was going to fan out. I'm like, I'm like, hi. And that's all I did. (laughs) Cause I, I, I don't do that. So, (laughs) cause I recognized him, him and his family were there. So anyway. Um, so we ate there the first night or, uh, when we got there, which was like noon, I think it was. And then that restaurant that's in the Rio, that, um, Asian restaurant is, yeah. I don't remember what kind of food it was. I know what was. you mean. Maybe it was Chinese. It, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I had a feeling it was a pho restaurant. Oh, I don't We're thinking of a different one. <laughs> oh, I, 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 it's, it's when you go into the door, it's right to your left. Uh, when you come through the uh, the main uh, main entrance, so it yeah it's, yeah, so we ate there the next night, and then we tried that all seafood bu- uh, buffet uh, mm-hmm. that they had there, and then we also went to Serendipity, which oh, is yeah. at the um, is that at the Paris? It might be no no no. It's oh. at Caesars. It's oh at Caesars. Caesars, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really didn't. Uh, obviously, we didn't. We were only there for like two days. Uh, but like, I, I think I drank more than anything else. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. The, uh, those were the. I mean, it was relatively inexpensive uh, to eat eat at those places. I mean, they typically are, except for that seafood place. That seafood yeah. place was wow. That was it's, a lot. It was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. I mean, and I wasn't even. I I I, I guess I should have starved myself to actually eat all that food because th- there was a lot there and it was expensive and. I, I usually get my money's worth when it comes like buffets. <laughs> so. Well, and you bring up a good point. Like you said, Rod Roddenberry. And like I went to a Chinese restaurant yesterday and there was John Billingsy just hanging out. And, you know, we were at the tail end of our dinner. We invited him over and he's like, no, no, you're leaving. And I just ordered, you know, but it was fun just to see him and bump into him and. I saw, you know? I saw John Delancey deciding whether or not he was going to order at one place. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi. Um, Does anyone notice me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I remember there was also a really good Indian place. I forget what it was called, but I ate there a couple times. I'm vegetarian, so it's a little maybe more uh, restricted. But, you know, there were some restaurants that ate there. I think I also Do you eat went... fish? No, I don't eat fish. Oh, okay. So, it, it, but, but also... You know, I think one of the things that that I did was also went to like a, a grocery store and bought some stuff because you do have a fridge in the room, <laughs> mm-hmm. and ate from some of that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's one way to to go about it. But I think they have you know pretty good restaurants there. I guess it it's depends just, on how you define expensive because you uh, <laughs> have to plan on waiting in line. Like mm. Starbucks is ridiculously long every yeah. morning. Uh, they have a it's hash. like from the elevator to the casino. It's like the oh thing that's there. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, you just have to plan on waiting in line. They've got a, a cafe there, All American Grill and Cafe. Oh there. yeah, that's right. That was pretty good. And yeah, that that's good. I even had a veggie burger the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, this is exciting for me, Richard. Don't lie. They have Guy Fieri's. Uh, a, Mexican restaurant there, which to be honest, it was not good, but, um, but I did see, uh, some, uh, enterprise trip and Malcolm were there. 
I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. I forget their names. No, you got it right. Well, I mean, they're actor names. They're... Oh, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were hanging out with uh, Esri Dax. So those three, cool they door. they oh, sort cool. of hang out together. Um, so. Yeah, but there's a lot of lines. So, yeah, I would bring, like, snacks like protein bars or granola yeah. bars and, like, apples and, you well, know. Because I, also you may be down, like, at the convention hall or whatever, and you have to walk all the way back to get to the restaurant. So you want to probably take something mm-hmm. with you in a backpack or a bag or something because, yeah. like, there is no food that there is available, like, in that whole well, area. Well, there is at Quark's uh, Bar. Oh, that's true. It's that's the true. prepackaged sandwiches. You know, but you don't want to. Yeah, but maybe those. okay. Maybe I should say maybe yeah. not necessarily the stuff that you would want, but because <laughs> yeah. they probably get something like that from like Seven Eleven or, or some kind of convenience store. I don't. I don't know. I think but I right, ate it once. I don't and think yeah. I went there. That tells you so, once. So oh, typically, man. what we do for every con, we always we, we always have peanuts um, for protein, and then um, I I always carry at least. Two um two cliff bars, obviously whatever flavor you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Two cliff bars for uh, for like energy and everything, for like snacks uh, while you're while you're walking around and everything and, and whatnot. And that actually that typically, um, I mean like I said, that's every con I go to. So mm-hmm. um, I mean the, it's it works out pretty well. I mean I I try, I mean especially in the Denver one, I I definitely do not buy anything um inside the con when it deals with food unless it's like a specialty item or something like that maybe but really i i stay away from the food vendors because they're outrageous on how much they uh they they uh, price those uh all the, i mean even yeah. drinks yeah are, I mean, are insane i think usually what what i did last year was you know get out of your room if you're gonna have breakfast have breakfast somewhere and mm-hmm. then go make sure you have some snacks do a few things and then walk back up and have lunch, sit down for a while and then come back and do whatever, you know, you're going to do. So, but that could be a lot of walking. <laughs> I do have one recommendation. I'm glad you said something about breakfast. That breakfast place when you're on your way to the convention center that's um, from the in the real obviously. You go hash, past hash the, the go-go. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That breakfast place on the left side? Yep. That place is amazing. <laughs> it's the bomb. <laughs> that place is amazing. If you go, there's really long lines. Go there. there. Yeah. Yep. Don't don't even don't even I don't care. Just go. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> that amazing. That place is amazing. It is worth the wait and it is the ser- I mean it's like it's like Denny's before they changed their serving size and or not Denny's. Um Village Inn before they changed their serving size from big to small. Um but like Listeners, it's amazing. Listeners, it's 10 times better than Village Inn. <laughs> well, it, what isn't? It, <laughs> But I'll just say, like, this place is amazing. It's it's a they've got a combination of like Tex Mex like breakfast sort of stuff, so like smother stuff, and on top of that, your traditional breakfasts and all that kind of stuff. Their waffle chicken and waffles is a Mm -hmm. masterpiece. Everything is a masterpiece. Huge sizes. I mean, guys, they're going to start thinking that you're sharing. being paid by them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this podcast is paid by. Yeah. Or brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, we'll expect our free meal. <laughs> yeah, free meal. Yeah, you might as well just take mine. You're you're, you're there. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely lots of restaurants, and of course, you're not too far from the strip, so there's always places to go there. But right. Uh, there's ways to save money and there's ways to spend money for sure. There's many oh, ways for, to oh, spend yeah. money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My be- best recommendation is to bring snacks. But if you, yeah, definitely that breakfast place is worth the wait and money and all that it kind is. of stuff. And, you know, obviously you, you could pick and choose on the 
buffets. Yeah, and most so. of the panels don't start till around nine. Well, mostly ten. Mostly there ten. Are yeah. Some, yeah. 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 But there's a few. So you have that time to have breakfast before yeah. stuff gets going. Yeah. So yeah. get out there at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Unless you're hanging out at the masquerade <laughs> bar with me till all hours of the night. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like you know, you, you, yeah, the party didn't stop. So. Oh, I see. So, so if you can't oh find Amy, gosh. just go to the masquerade bar and wait for a while. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> oh, uh. all right. Well, oh, we have talked for a while, so just some last minute tips and things. Um, definitely bring cash. I just saw that the ATMs at the Rio are charging a higher fee for using them now. So yeah. please make sure to bring enough cash. I like forget I said, what it most... was last year. Was it almost $5? Mm. Yeah. In addition it's to whatever now... your bank fee is. <laughs> Ex- yeah. yeah. On top of your bank fee, which is yeah. usually around two bucks. But then, um, no, they're they're bumping it up to, I think it was seven seventy five wow. to use wow. their ATM. So it's just not worth it. So just come prepared. Um, like I said, the autographs and when you're in the vendor room, they usually just do cash. You know, you give them a 20 buck and get their autograph. A few have, a few do credit cards, but you want to yeah. count on it having to be cash. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And most of the vendors, I would say, do have credit card, but just cash is king. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. At these types of events. So please um, be aware of that. Any other? Oh, I had one thing that I added. Yeah. So one thing that was a really helpful tip that I got last year is take a portable charger for your cell phone because you're going to be out there for a while for for some hours and you might want to take pictures or put stuff on social media or whatever and your phone will get drained relatively quickly. Sure, there are places where you can plug it in, but you have to kind of stop what you're doing, sit down somewhere like in the hallway and charge it. But one thing that... um, my wife and I got last year was a, a portable charger. So uh, you can order, order these online. I think I got one that was Anchor, which is one of the, the best ones. They have different capacities and things. Richard's showing it. But basically what it is is, you know, you charge this portable charger like overnight and then you just plug it into your phone and you can have it in your pocket or, you know, hold it or whatever. And you can keep moving and doing what, what you're doing and it'll keep it charged. And usually you can charge those things and it'll keep it going for one and one and a half charges or something like that. But that's one of the best tips that I got because you don't want to have it to run out if you want to take a picture or call someone that's nearby or whatever. So definitely I'd recommend Yeah. And we're always messaging each (laughs) other. Where are you? I'm in the vendor's room. Oh, I'm at this panel. And yeah, Yeah. trying to keep in contact. That was like one of the best tips that I got last year and it came very much in handy and I'll be taking mine again this year. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, carry around water. There's yes. a few, they, oh, they do have water cups and watering stations in the panel rooms, in the auditoriums. They do, yeah. Um, well, so you have that, but then you're carrying around an carrying open around cup. Carrying around open cups, sometimes they run out or whatever. Like I have, yeah. I have like a, a hard plastic water bottle that I'll be yep. taking and you can just, yep. you know, uh, have that filled up and yeah. Yeah. Because buying bottled water can be expensive. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yep. So and you will need the water because you'll be moving around. So yeah, I think, I think like, uh, last year it was probably six to eight miles a day that I ended up walking something like that. Yeah. So uh, wear your Fitbit so you can get count those steps. <laughs> <laughs> so something to add on to the uh, portal charger. Uh, so I got this one right here. So uh-huh. I know you guys can't see it, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's silver. A, 
it's it's silver. I can't remember what it's called, but like this is the best charger I've ever had in my entire life. This one you could buy at Best Buy. It's like a hundred uh, uh, fifteen. 1560 mega? I don't know. Milliamps. Anyway, but it's a really yeah. good. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, chargers out there that um, that are actually really great. And that's great advice to bring that uh, portable charger, especially um, especially when, you, when you're, like, you're always on the go. And the, the signal in that building sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's on top of, you know, all the electronics, obviously, that's going on with the casino. And, and then on top of that, everyone else uploading the social media and all that and and whatnot. I thought it was pretty good last year, thing. actually. It, w- it wasn't too bad, and I was able to. Well, in certain areas, yeah. it w- it sucked. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, you went to a window, you were fine, yeah. but you know, everyone was at the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't like long crowds, something I'm not. I don't know if they're gonna do this or not, but like I've noticed that um, a lot of cons and conventions and all that kind of stuff are now charging um, for your to charge. So this is. A lightsaber, okay. and it. You they need they to didn't bring do that like at that. SDLV last year, but well, could change. But, it's a the, it's a start. It's but, a but starting trend. Creation. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- well, not creation. The Rio. I mean, um, why not? Wait. Why not make the money? Oh, I you see. Know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Like, and like, yeah. if, when you're looking at the portable chargers, make sure you just compare it and see like how long of a charge they'll give you, because some mm-hmm. of them will give you more than than others, and it might be worth it to spend a little bit more. But, but yeah. I'll have to find it, but uh, this thing charges for about two days, and it. Um, I think my mm. my wife plays Pokemon Go a lot, so <laughs> she. Uh, <laughs> so we were at Denver Comic Con, and she she didn't even. This thing's got four bars on it, and she didn't even make it to uh, to the, the the second bar. Mm. So she used it almost exclusively the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and her phone was hot and running the entire time. <laughs> so yep. yeah, uh, this thing works. It does. It really does. <laughs> So it's a it's definitely a lightsaber. So um, this is what I tell everyone that when they go to cons, especially if it's this is your first time. Always, 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 always drink vitamin C before you get to the con, and every single day. <laughs> yeah, there's this thing called con crud. That's right. That's right. I experienced it last on Father's Day, <laughs> and it sucked. <laughs> But like, um, and also hand sanitizer too, because this year um, I played photographer at Denver Comic Con and um, shook a lot of hands and everything, and I made the mistake of not washing my hands or freaking doing uh, pure all or something like that. Not saying everyone's dirty, I'm just saying not everyone also is in the same level of cleanliness either. So um, always carry uh, definitely pure all something like a hand sanitizer or something like that, and always drink like emergency the night. The day before you get there, and every night you're there, um, just so you can beat it, and your immune, you may, your immunity system will be. You know, I've heard so much about this, but I'm like, like uh, set myself up for this. But I've never gotten. I've only been to two, but I've never. Yeah, gotten for sick your after two. One. <laughs> yeah, fifteen cons, and two. I always did that. I always did that every con except for Denver. Okay. And that was the yeah. only, his first and only time, and that was the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> yeah. So please, do, okay. if you don't, unless you want the, unless you want the Comic Con uh, crud. <laughs> yeah, just but, another tip. There you go. And it's easy and might save you, you know, that Comic Con crud. Yeah. Or leave, whichever <laughs> whichever one you choose. So you know, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I, I had another tip I was going to say. 
I guess it's more for the. I guess it's more for the lower forty-eight uh, people that are uh, always here about the uh, about the uh, vendors. A lot of the vendors like cir- uh, circulate around to all the cons. If you go to your local one or something like that, a lot of them circle around. And if you are hurting for space on your luggage or something like that, it might not want to purchase well, some of them everything. Offer to ship things, right? Yeah, and the Rio has a UPS yeah, right like the there UPS at the convention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but how much does that cost? Yeah, <laughs> it costs. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I yeah. think my rule was like, if I can't bring it home with me, then I'm probably not going to buy it. <laughs> so, because yeah. because I mean, that's ultimately when I went to the 50th, um, they had the the only thing that was specialty was the Anobos because the Anobos doesn't go to like the smaller conventions. Like we have yeah. a strictly Star Trek convention here in Denver, but they don't go to that one. But they don't go to Denver either. But they go to Salt Lake City's. Yeah. So yeah. So the Novos was was a specialty one. Um, the Star Trek makeup from Mac was another one um, that uh, that we actually bought a lot from. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not for me, not for me, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> but like you know, and then there, and then of course you know your your normal creation store where they have all the specialty t shirts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there are going to be some of them that are going to be there that are specifically just go to Star Trek Las Vegas. But then there are some, like the bigger ones, like silk patches or something like that, um, or certain kind of arts that are at all of them. Because I've yeah. seen a few of them at the have same you, Have you seen fan year. sets at all of them? They go to all of them or just certain ones? There, There is a guy. <laughs> he sells T-shirts. And, oh, man, I saw him at Starfest, and then I also saw him at Denver, and I saw him at Salt Lake City two years before. And him and I were talking about um, how he does the circuit, um, but yeah, like I, I saw him at Vegas too. And funny enough, cause yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, awesome. um, yeah, just awesome. FYI. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let me hear your final thoughts about attending conventions and Star Trek Las Vegas. Richard, let's start with you. All right. So as I told you, lots of experience here. Um, one of the things that I really wished I'd have known, uh, going into Star Trek Las Vegas was that, um, you know, I'm a very approachable person and I also approach people, you know, quite often, especially when, if I recognize them, but like, one of the things is that, you know, when you guys, if this is your first time, soak it up, uh, soak it in, um, definitely try not to fan out, which I know that's kind of hard to do, <laughs> yes, but it like, is. uh, try not to fan out. And um, just enjoy it. Uh, definitely enjoy uh, being there in the moment of being at a Star Trek convention and whatnot. It gets very crowded, so if you're claustrophobic, then you know try to ease back or, or whatnot. But like, yeah, this um, this is a great experience, uh, and for me, for the two days, it was a lot to handle. Um, it was the first. It was the first time I ever had a strictly, strictly, strictly. Um, major convention for Star Trek, and I thought I was be able be able to handle it with you know because like like I said you know we have a Star Trek uh, convention here in Denver that's called Starfest, and it, it it has a lot there too, but not nearly enough like this one is. <laughs> so um, yeah, enjoy yourself and um, yeah, have fun. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, so of course I've only been once, but uh, I guess what I would say is uh, I try not to have like preconceived notions of all the things you're going to do. There's only time for certain things. Just be there to have fun. Uh, 
be in a great atmosphere. There were there lots of other Star Trek fans. Uh, and just enjoy it. There will be future years to do other things that you miss out on doing. And also, if you are going, hopefully, Amy and I will meet you there and we'll talk. <laughs> Not just through this podcast, but in person. So I, I always look forward to to that as well. Had some experience, you know, talking to, to listeners uh, last year and it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I think it's a great experience. You do need to pace yourself and be prepared, but uh, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. And if you are going, you'll uh, get a lot of great things out of it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, um, I do hope that you get involved and meet some people um, not just the actors, but you know, some of the, the fans who are there, I mean, everyone is there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. So that's what gives it this amazing feel. And like, because I live here in Las Vegas, like the entire strip is just filled with Trekkies and it makes my heart so happy. I mean, you can go out and, you know, you see the blue shirt and the red shirt, you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh, there's Star Trek's and, and the hotel staff and people, uh, you know, who are there who work on the strip every time they're like, we love it when you guys come and, you know, we are a nice group of people. And so don't be afraid to, you know, go up and approach and say, hey, and start talking Star Trek because everyone is just so nice there. It's it really is our little Risa, wouldn't you say? It's uh, a nice place uh, to be. Let's not set a certain expectation. that's like Risa, OK? Oh, well. <laughs> but it is a great place yeah. to talk about Star Trek. Let's not have yeah. certain. Well, I mean, notions. a vacation. Place OK, vacation. Sorry, I was thinking a, about, place, you know, yeah. um, uh, Riker telling Picard to pick up a Horgon. So there are people <laughs> carrying around Horgons. I know there lie. are. <laughs> I, 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 let's hope it's not that guy that was just in a swimsuit, uh, like like the fiftieth. Do you remember yes, that guy? Yes, they <laughs> are there my again? good friends now. Oh gosh, love it. Him and his wife. <laughs> yeah, and she has the Vosh. They are the ones who cosplay every every day. So, nice. anyways. So I just, I really do enjoy Star Trek Las Vegas. It is my only convention that I've been to. I've never been to a Comic-Con or anything. And in, in part, because like I love Star Trek so much. So this is a really good place. There's so much to do. You don't have to do any of it. You can try and do it all. Like it, it's up to you on what you want to do. And again, please reach out to us. We'd love to uh, see you in t uh, at Star Trek Las Vegas. All right, Justin, tell us about next week's episode. Well, you might remember a few months ago that we did an episode on lost episodes of The Next Generation. So we are bringing that back for part two. We're going to talk two more stories that may be weird or great or who knows. You never know what to expect, but it's, it's kind of like these uh, lost concepts for TNG episodes, and we're going to continue that next week. Um, and also... I'm going to be putting out something in our in the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook, about one of the titles, and you can guess what that thing is about, and also be doing that on Twitter. So that's all also fun to try to figure out from the title what it is. So looking forward yeah. to that next week. Very good. Well, it's been so much fun talking about Star Trek Las Vegas, but that isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on the network. Here's what you might have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.fm, Meta Treks. 
You can see Gene Roddenberry playing with the idea of what we could become given our full potential. And the aliens that have achieved that, looking down and, and kind of criticizing or examining or evaluating humanity from a moral standpoint, almost like Q does in, in putting humanity on trial. There's a sense in which humanity is being judged by these morally superior aliens that are genuinely pacifists. Or in the case of Q, genuinely narcissistic. Warp 5. There's 89 Suleban plus Archer and Mayweather and now Reed. And nobody One notices this, an extra body because they don't have jumpsuits, so he doesn't have a number or anything. And probably all Suleban look alike to them. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. That's what we're getting at here, right? They're all yep. identical. There's a boy version and a girl version, and that's it. Literary treks. Well, you know, when I was watching the show, the thing I saw when I was reading people's commentary about the show and, you know, the, what people's impressions of his character were, I was seeing a lot of people who, who were people who suffered like kind of social anxiety and, and kind of like, you know, um, issues about their sort of like their sense of self. And they were saying that they identified really strongly with the idea that Saru is this guy who's kind of like, you know, he's, he's being pulled in two different directions. You know, he has, he has a very strong ego, but he wants to be liked, you know, he's, he wants to be an outgoing character, but he's also quite introverted. And, and there were a lot of people who had that experience in their lives saying, this character really speaks to me because I see a lot of myself in them. The 602 Club. One of the things that really caught me were in the movie was this whole idea of the family dynamics that we get. And uh, I was fascinated with this because a lot of Spielberg's early movies are about families. But in many ways, through the lens of like divorce or possible divorce and um Deneuve said that in the interview uh that for the extras the director of arrival and, and blade runner 2049 he was talking about how that really struck a chord with him because one of the biggest fears for kids life in the 70s was you know parents uh splitting up and divorce was on the rise and so one of the scariest things that could happen to you would be to have your parents split up and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review. That helps others to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners' group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Grey. That will come right to us, and we might read your email on the show, just as we did with a listener email today. You can also find the network on Twitter at trek.fm and on Facebook at facebook.com trek.fm. So, Amy, where can people contact you when you're not trying to convince everyone that you know to come to STLV? Well, Chris Littlefield, I'm still working <laughs> on you. 
just a shout out. Um, <laughs> you can find me here on the network. I host The Edge, which is our dedicated podcast to Star Trek Discovery with Patrick Devlin. I am on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson, and I am watching Deep Space Nine. I'm in season three trying to get that finished before STLV, but we'll, we'll see how You've far I get. at least got to get to season four where we first see Worf on DS9 before yes. Star Trek Las Vegas. Well, I'm about, well, I don't think I'm halfway, but I'm getting there. Okay, I'm working my there. way through. That's good. Yep. And, um, but my favorite place is on the Babel Conference. Richard, where can people contact you when you're not participating in a panel about Worth Batleth technique? Hmm. Where, probably in the, no, it's kidding. <laughs> uh, well, you guys can find me on Facebook. I pop in here and there on the Bebo conference where I talk nothing but trash about it was a crusher. Um, and then you did um, this episode, that's true. <laughs> oh, darn it. All right. Well, I just, I just mentioned it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> darn. <laughs> but, um, uh, and also I am on Twitter. Uh, my handle is xransom. So, Justin, where can people contact you when you're not partying at Star Trek conventions? Well, I don't want to raise the expectations too much. I'm not much of a partier, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You will <laughs> after those James T. Kirks. <laughs> well, th- didn't they just come out with a James T. Kirk, like, whiskey or something like that? Did I see that? Yeah, I saw that. I, I bought three of them already. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and what- I ain't messing around. <laughs> Is there going to be like a Picard like tea flavored alcoholic drink? I don't know. <laughs> there, there is actually. Um, to be serious for a second, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there is a plan that uh, they're going to bring out one for each major character. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. I heard that as a rumor in a group, That's and cool. yeah, so I don't know. Okay, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at TrekFan4747, where I tweet about nothing but Star Trek. Something we haven't mentioned on this show yet is that there will be new Star Trek series coming, and there's some rumors that we're going to get Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. If that happens, you will hear my screams and shouts of joy throughout Twitter and everywhere else that you possibly can. So anyway, (laughs) so you can find me on Twitter at TrekFan4747. And you can find me hanging around the Babel Conference on Facebook. If you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you can find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. We'd like to take this opportunity to recognize our current associate producers, Norman Lau, Justin Ozer, Michael Huter, and Thomas Appel. Thank you for supporting Trek FM and Earl Grey. So join us next time for another cup of Earl Grey. How did you convince me to get on this Ferris wheel? There you go. Here's a parachute, Justin. Great joy and gratitude. See you there.